Chapter 19 of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alex Karaz. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Harold Carrington. Chapter 19 The Cultivation of Sensitiveness. Sensitiveness means the ability to sense or perceive in some subtle manner auras, impressions, and influences, either issuing from another living person or from some thing or emanating from spirits. And so far as a sensitive or medium can sense or feel these influences, he is a psychic. And the cultivation of this power is, in a sense, the essence of all true progress in mediumship. This is, therefore, one of the most important lessons which can be learned. For as you progress in psychic sensitiveness, you also progress in mediumship, other things being equal. The first chapter of this book was devoted to development, but that only gave the outward form, as it were, of the process, and did not enter in any way fully into its essence. We cannot pretend to do so even in this chapter, since the subject is too vast and too delicate. But I may take the student some distance further along the road, for after he has mastered the preceding chapters, he will be more enabled to undertake these exercises than he was at the beginning of his development. How to Distinguish True from False one of the greatest difficulties, doubtless, in the cultivation of sensitiveness is how to distinguish true from false, hallucination from reality. At first, this will doubtless be next to impossible, and many false steps will have to be taken before you find, from actual bitter experience, what is true and what is not. But as the inner sense becomes developed, you will find that it not only gives you the knowledge in question, but that it also enables you to distinguish one from the other, true from false and illuminates the whole subject so that mistake is almost impossible. This certainty, which you will then have, cannot be communicated to another. It is often impossible to prove to one who does not experience this inner vision of reality that what you receive is true, nonetheless. As Mr. Charles Brent says in his Sixth Sense, the serious crux is how in the realm of the spiritual and the physically intangible to distinguish between the real and the seeming, the true and the false. This is the function of the mystic sense to do, aided by the full complement of inner faculties. In a measure, the mystic sense, like the bodily senses, acts automatically. But like them, it needs special training in order to separate phantasm from reality, to determine values, and to grade and classify ideals until they reveal themselves to be ordered unity, not less but more mysterious because more intelligible to the whole man. It is because of all this that long training in psychic development is necessary, and sudden jumps or leaps into full possession of this knowledge is impossible. The first step. The first thing to do in cultivating your inner sensitiveness is to stimulate your physical senses to the point of their highest activity. Endeavor to perceive and feel vibrations unfelt by others, for much depends upon vibration. Train your senses. Then train yourself in seeing auras and in psychometry, as before explained. In this way, getting further along the road. Try to see and to feel the emanation coming from people you meet. Look at them steadily and see whether you cannot discover a sort of hot air or vaporous emanation issuing from their bodies and radiating out into space. As soon as you have succeeded in this, begin to analyze your feelings and emotions and interpret them. Do this, one, when you touch the person in question, two, when you receive a letter from him 
which you should hold in your hand or between both hands, three, when you hear him speak, and four, when you merely see him. When trying these experiments, assume a listening attitude, as before explained, and breathe slowly and deeply. This breathing must not be too conscious so as to take your attention, however. Relax yourself as much as possible during this period. Try in the dark or semi-dark at first, in the light later on. Psychic Atmosphere When you are walking along the street, cultivate the practice of sensing persons and seeing their aura. You will soon be able to feel a sort of air or atmosphere about each individual, just as there is a definite air or atmosphere about a house or a town. Thus, a manufacturing town has quite a different atmosphere from one which is not. You will soon be able to get this in a general manner. After you have progressed thus far, you should endeavor to feel any cuts, bruises, pains, etc. which may be upon a person's body. You should do this at first by passing your open hands gently over the surface of the body, and as soon as you come to a spot which is sensitive and sore, you will feel a slight pain in your own body in the corresponding place. Before you are able to do this with much success, however, you should develop certain phases of psychometry, as for instance the following. Make a number of small paper packages, all exactly alike in appearance. In these place salt, pepper, mustard, cloves, nutmeg, sugar, cayenne, etc. Mix these all up so you cannot tell which is which. Now practice feeling or handling these until you can tell the contents of any given package by merely feeling the paper in which it was wrapped. As soon as you have done this, you are ready for more advanced practices. Having progressed thus far, you are in a position to try your first experiments in psychic diagnosis. Pass your hands over the body of your patient, who should be divested of as many clothes as possible, and if your sensitiveness has begun to develop, you will feel a pain or some sensation in your hand or arm, or in some corresponding part of your own body, as you reach the disease spot in your patient's body. Cultivate this until you can succeed with more or less certainty and precision. The more you practice this, the more perfect you will become, and the more rapid your advancement will be. When you have reached this stage, you must go one step further. Having located the seat of the trouble and its general nature, you must seek to know how to cure it. Hold the mind in a receptive attitude when doing this, and you will soon begin to receive the distinct impression that you must do something for the patient, but you will not know as yet what it is. After a little time, you will get the distinct impression what to do to make certain passes or manipulations, to prescribe a certain drug, to apply certain water applications, etc. As soon as you have reached this stage, you are on the high road to becoming a successful spiritual healer, and your power will develop with every sitting. It would be well for you at this stage to sit by yourself, especially for development in this direction. An added power will doubtless be given you with which to work your cures. Progressive Exercises in Self-Development it may be, however, that you do not care to develop your sensitiveness in this direction. You wish only to develop it for your own progress, and not for the purpose of becoming a healer at all. In that case, you must follow a slightly different method of development, though all the exercises we have described will be found helpful and advantageous. If you desire to cultivate your own sensitiveness, the following exercises will be found very useful in this connection. 1. Try to analyze your own emotions when in the presence of A, a large company of people, and B, a small gathering. You will probably find that your impressions are very different, 
and that a large crowd will give you the impression of being more scattered in mind than a small one. In other words, you will begin to sense or feel the mind of the crowd. It is well known that such a thing exists, for crowds will often do things and perform actions which no individual in it would perform alone. If you can sense this mind of the crowd, your sensitiveness is progressing favorably and rapidly. 2. Stand before a mirror. See whether or not you are enabled to perceive any influence coming from your reflected image in the mirror. Many sensitive persons can do this, and the more sensitive you are, the more you can feel this. You will sense a magnetic fluid coming from the reflected form in the mirror. 3. If you are in the habit of sleeping with anyone regularly, endeavor to analyze the impressions you receive from the aura emanating from the body of the person with whom you may be sleeping. See whether this is positive or negative. Positive aura is slightly warm. Negative aura is somewhat cold. 4. Hold your right hand above a mirror, then the left hand. Try to feel whether one hand feels cooler than the other, or whether both are of equal temperature. The hand which is warmest is on the more positive side of the body. 5. Close your eyes, and have someone make magnetic passes over your head and shoulders. Try to tell whether those passes are being made in an upward or downward direction. Downward passes are positive or sleeping passes. Upward passes are negative or waking passes. 6. Procure several metals, such as copper, iron, tin, zinc, etc. Place your hand over each in turn and ascertain the different impressions you get from each one. Then wrap them in separate pieces of paper, making all alike in appearance, and see whether you can always tell the correct metal from feeling the paper. Then place your open hand over the paper without touching it. Next, remove your hand gradually further and further away until you are some distance from the metal. After a time, you should be enabled to do all this from a considerable distance. It is only an extension of this power which enables dowsers or metal and water finders to locate the whereabouts of metal and water under the ground by walking over the spot above the ground with hands outstretched or with a divining or dowsing rod held in their hands. 7. Always have flowers in your sleeping room. They are a good influence. Analyze the difference between your impressions when the flowers are removed and when they are in the room. Colors and Emotions 8. Procure some watercolors and paint solid strips of color on a piece of white paper. Make these about a half an inch broad and three inches long. On one piece, paint a bright red strip, on another a vivid blue, on another emerald green, on another black, etc. Blindfold your eyes. Shuffle the papers and then place your hand on the topmost one and see whether you can tell from your impressions what color you are touching. Red will give you a sensation of warmth light blue of cold, etc., as explained in the chapter devoted to color and its interpretation. 9. Try to cultivate what is known as sensitiveness to psychic contagion. You must remember that thoughts and emotions are just as contagious as diseases, and that you can catch them in just the same way. When in the company of other persons, therefore, endeavor to catch or feel their emotions and feelings. You will probably get at first the thoughts, etc., they are expressing, then those which they are just about to express, so that you take the words out of their mouths. Then you will begin to sense the feelings and emotions of the speaker before they are put into words. Finally, you will be enabled to appreciate his whole feeling and thinking self, 
by a species of intuition or impression. Endeavor to draw this out of your subject, and do not let it come to you without any effort on your part. Be active, that is, instead of merely passive. In this way lies safety and success. The Expression of Impressions Received 10. Finally, you must teach yourself to express what you feel. Often this is most difficult. You may feel a thing and feel inclined to say it, but something seems to hold you back until it is too late. Overcome this restrictive feeling. It is important you should do so, for this is one of the most important things to learn in the cultivation of mediumship. When you have learned to express your impressions, you have progressed far along the road. These practices in the cultivation of sensitiveness are the most valuable you can have as a preparation for the cultivation of true mediumship. At the same time, they are safe exercises to follow. Practice them, therefore, before you attempt any definitely mediumistic exercises, and you will be rewarded by a safe and sane increase of your inner spiritual faculties. End of chapter 19. Recording by Alex Caraz, New York.